heartily as to the Lord. Hallelujah, you may be seated. Let us pray, Father, thank you, Father, that you have a prescription for us, that we might be blessed. You have a prescription for us that brings us into your will. You have a prescription for us that we might be sons and children of God. Father, we pray that you would take heed. can begin to see Jesus. Our 2020 vision is to be a church focused on life-changing encounters so others can begin to see Jesus. Can I just be real honest? There's some life-changing encounters that occur, but sometimes they don't make us see Jesus. We want to make sure that the encounters that we are causing cause people to see Christ, cause people to see the love of God, cause people to know that there is forgiveness and hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's the church that we're striving to be this year, that we will be a church that will focus on life-changing encounters. We pray by the love you feel from us, it will cause you to see Jesus. We pray that uh, by the work that we do, it will cause people to see Jesus. We pray by the prayers that we pray, it will cause people to see Jesus. Amen. Today, we want to continue with the subject that we started last week. Part two, we're going to be uh, looking at part two of being your best you. Being your best you. And today our focus is on prayer. Our focus is on prayer. The greatest and best weapon that any believer will have in this life is the privilege of prayer. It is one of the greatest weapons, it is one of the greatest tools that any believer has. That is the privilege of prayer. And it's a gift that the Lord left for those of us who are on the earth so we can connect with him, so that we can speak to him. And he can speak to us. Amen. Prayer connects us with the almighty God. Prayer connects us with the one that created everything that was ever created. Amen. And one of the things that uh, we sometimes understand is there's people, maybe famous people that come around in your midst. And, um, and you see them and, and they're surrounded by their entourage and people are moving with them and people are, you know, protecting them. Um, and you can't really get to them. I mean, you know, you want to just say hi, or you just want to, but they're being protected. But guess what? The creator of everything that was ever created has allowed you and I to connect with him through prayer. And so we have the opportunity, we have a golden opportunity to speak to him about all the things that are important in our lives. And most importantly, we have a chance to hear from him about the things that are important in our lives. I shared with the church last Sunday that I've been working on myself and trying to get myself better aligned with the word of God, trying to get myself in a place where I can seek first the kingdom of God. So when I wake up in the morning, I try to fall on my knees to thank God for waking me up, first thing. Then the second thing is, I, I just told the church I take the dog out. And when I take the dog out, I have my phone with me and I have a chance to do some stuff. I got a chance to check the weather, check my bank account, check the Facebook, check, you know, all the stuff that's out there. But I've made some adjustments, and first thing I do is check the scripture of the day. Because I want to give God an opportunity to speak to me first. 
Instead of me getting up telling God what I want him to do, how about I, I give God a chance to tell me what he wants me to do? And so when we realign things and rearrange, we give God a chance to be God and us to be his subjects. Amen. And so one of the things that I want to share with us as we talk about prayer is that quite often many of us know a little bit about prayer. We know that we can talk to God. We know we can make our petitions known, which is aligned with the word. And we also know that if we pray a prayer that is aligned to the word of God, then we can have an expectation that God will hear us. And the word teaches us that if we pray a prayer that gives him glory, then we can expect that he will answer our prayer. Amen. And so we learn that. But sometimes, y'all, we still only take part in 50% of prayer. We get up. We go to God. We tell him, God, you do this. God, you do that. God, I need this. God, I need that. We get up and leave. And we've missed the second and most important part of prayer. And that is the part where he speaks back to us, where he gets to give us his instruction, where he gets to tell the clay what the potter wants it to be. Amen. And prayer is our opportunity as the clay to hear from the potter. Amen. So maybe uh, you don't see the hand of God physically shaping you, but through prayer, God can shape us. Through prayer, God can speak to us. Through prayer, God can minister to our hearts, and he can change us from what we were, an old, dirty lump of clay without shape, form, or any value to something valuable that can be used for his kingdom good. Amen? But it comes from being in, in connection with him through prayer. Amen? We can have our education. We can have our degrees. We can have our finances. We can even have street smarts. But unless we have a prayer life, we're not going to be all that God wants us to be. Without a prayer life, we're not going to be all that God wants us to be. And so we, because, one of, because we won't be in relationship with him, we'll, we'll, we'll know about him. There's a whole lot of people that we know about, but that we don't know. I mean, we, we went through history, we went through American history, we went through U.S. history, we went through world history. So there's a lot of people we know about that we don't know, that we cannot call upon and expect them to answer because we don't know them. And so our prayer life encourages us to get to know the Lord so that we can have a relationship with him. How many of you know that the Lord desires for those to have relationship with those that he sent his son to die on the cross for? His desire is that he would get to know us and that we would seek to know him and that we would chase after him in relationship. Amen. So we can't create, we can't, uh, God didn't create us to function without him. And we cannot be our best self without an active prayer life. Amen. Prayer is the fruit of a life of faith. Prayer is the fruit of a life of faith. So let's just say that you plant an apple tree, uh, you put some apple seeds in the ground, an apple tree grows up, and the fruit of that apple tree is the apples that fall off of it. And so with those of us that have faith in God, then we uh, see a faith are planted and then we grow up and the fruit of that is a prayer life to the one that created us. Amen. And so it's important for us to understand how we connect with God and that we understand we must have faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 speaks to that. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. But he who comes to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But without faith, it is unlikely. Without faith, it's 
difficult. Without faith, it's kind of hard. No, without faith, it is impossible to please him. And so we must have faith, and that faith ought to lead us into relationship with him. Amen? Scripture says, then he who comes to God must believe that he is. In other words, our faith must cause us to know that even though I can't see him, can't reach out and touch him, I still believe that he is. And then when I get to that point, the scripture says that God himself is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, diligently chase after him, diligently pursue him. Have you ever pursued anything? Have you ever pursued anybody? Uh, the lady that I'm married to for 40 and a half years, I pursued her for five and a half years, Minister Adrian. Five and a half years, amen. And uh, the, good, the reward is, was worth it, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. But guess what if I would have given up after a year? Guess what if I would have given up after two, amen? So we can see the fruit. Many of us know what it's like to diligently seek something. And the question is, in the scripture it says, do we diligently seek after God? Do we diligently seek after him in, in our relationship with him, amen? So faith gets us to that point. And so we have to understand that it's not just hard, it's not just difficult, it's just not, a, but it is impossible to be in relationship and to please God without faith. Amen. So our scripture that I want to focus in for just a moment is this. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18. And it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In this particular scripture, we got some pretty short verses, amen? And each one of those actually could be a sermon, but I just want to practice on, focus on 5 and 17. It says, pray without ceasing. That's a three-word scripture that's pretty powerful. That's a three-word scripture that means the world to us, amen? And so I was trying uh, earlier trying to think about how I could relate it. Pray without ceasing. Pray without stopping. Pray all the time. Keep on praying. So let me try this on for size to see if I can, if I can uh, have, uh, uh, emphasize the impact of those three words. Live without breathing. Can you do it? You can't do it? It's just three words. But guess what? Each one of those words has impact. Some, you know, when I was growing up, I, I used to try to hold my breath for a long time, and I could get to like 45 seconds, 50 seconds before turning blue or whatever. <laughs> but, but you just can't do it, amen? And so live without breathing, pray without ceasing. Three very powerful words. Pray, connect with God. Without, don't stop, ceasing all the time. And so let me make it a little bit more clear. I'm not saying tomorrow I want you to go to that job and you be in, on your boss come in and you on that desk. Lord Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, bless your name, God. Pray for that mean boss and all of that. I'm not asking you to do that because I don't want you to come to church next Sunday and say, Pastor, I lost my job. <laughs> I did what you told me to do. No, 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 no. Let me make it clear. Pray without ceasing means that we have a mindset of prayer that we're connected to God at all times and that we're living our lives in such a way that what we do can be turned into prayer requests. But we love it here at Abundant Love to say, everything we do, we ought to be able to turn into a prayer request. 
okay? We're going out to the bo go bowling. I can turn that into a prayer request. I'm going to go out there, have a good time, have fun, some good, clean fun, and, you know, nobody will get hurt and all that kind of stuff. But we got to live our lives that everything we do, everything that we say can be turned into a prayer request. That's part of what pray without ceasing is, having a mindset that's connected and communing with God on all times. The scripture uh, in Luke says that men ought to always to pray. We, as people of God, ought to want to be in communion with God. We, as people of God, ought to want to be connected to God. We ought to want to touch God. We ought to want to hear from God. We ought to want to please God. Amen? Anybody ever want to please a, your maid or a family member? Amen. We understand what that's like. So this is not a foreign concept, but it is a decision. We have to decide, are we going to choose life? we're going to just choose to please ourselves. And prayer, an effective prayer life puts us in a position where we decide we're going to choose to please God and we're going to do it with all of our hearts. Amen. And so just remember that when you, when you kind of think about, well, do, do, I, do I need to pray today? Live without breathing. Pray without ceasing. It's a choice. Both of them are choices. And we know which one leads to blessing. Amen. So we want to put ourselves in that, in that position. So those three words offer, also, in my mind, offer just a little bit of something else. It, it, it offers us instruction. It tells us what to do. But it also gives us a bit of protection. In other words, when we're praying at all times, it sure is hard to cuss somebody out when you're praying for them. I'm just, if I could keep it real, amen, it's hard to cuss somebody out when you're praying for them at the same time, Amen. One or the other is not happening. Amen. I'm just saying. So, so when we do that, we put ourselves in a position where we're getting a little bit of protection from even ourselves when we're praying without ceasing. Amen. So we want to we know that the scripture offers us more than just connection and communion with prayer. Amen. So we want to touch God and we want to uh, allow him to touch us and put ourselves in a position where we can learn his will. Amen. Our minds are focused when praying. Our minds are connected when praying. And that when we put ourselves in that position, we're better able to hear what the Lord's will is. Amen. And since prayer is our connection to the creator of life, Scripture tells us that God is the potter and we are the clay. And so we need to establish communion with the one that has created us so we can hear from him. Now, last week, I talked about um, my pole vaulting ventures. For those that weren't here, I said that when I was in high school, I ran track and that uh, my favorite event, my good event was running hurdles. And so that's what I did. But we were coming up to a meet that was pretty important. And the coach says, Carol, I want you to pole vault. And I was like, you want me to do what? Well, I'd never pole vaulted before. And for those that don't know how dramatic this was and traumatic this was, this is where you get this long pole and you run and you put this pole in the ground and you let it launch you into the air. And you up there with no nothing, just in the air. And if you're lucky, you land on the mat after you go over the pole. If you're, if you, yeah. So, uh, or good. I'm not gonna say lucky. If you're good enough, you land on the pole, um, on the mat. Um, so anyway, I, I, I practiced, I practiced, I practiced, and by the end of the week, I was able to get over the bar. But I was only able to get over because I set the bar only about this high. And as I shared last week, we had some people on our team that could high jump this high. Amen? Okay, so I really wasn't doing too much, amen? I was just going through the motions. 
But here's my question. I wonder, have some of us, so here's the good news. I got over, Ivan, I got over the bar. But the bad news is I didn't win anything. The good news is I didn't hurt myself. But the bad news is I didn't get any points. Why? Because the bar was set too low. And so now here's my question. I wonder, are some of our prayer lives suffering? I wonder, are some of us not getting all that God has for us? I wonder, are some of us missing uh, the blessings and benefits that God has for us because we've set our prayer bar too low? We are not stretching God. There's a scripture in the Old Testament that says when God told Abraham and Isaac that they were going to have, uh, excuse me, uh, Abraham and Sarah, they were going to have a child. They says, is there anything too hard for God? Abraham and Sarah was just laughing and just thinking, God, you must be kidding. You couldn't be. But God says, is there anything too hard for me? You don't think I can do that? And then God proved to them that not only could he do it, but he waited a little bit longer before he did it. God says, look, I'm going to show you that I'm Lord. And some of our lives are missing the benefit of a high prayer bar. A bar. So let me tell you one more thing about pole vaulting. You can run and you can, you know, go, go up. But the higher the bar is, the more you're going to have to stretch to get to it. Amen. And so that might mean that your prayer may need to be more than 15 seconds long. That might mean that if you need God to intercede on something, that you might have to spend a more than a moment or two in prayer. You might have to give him more than you can give him at the red light. You may have to give him more than you can give him in your, in your, as you're grabbing your lunch on the way out the door, amen? <clears throat> Sometimes you might have to get on your knees and be late on the way somewhere to get the break that you need, amen? So we may have to stretch to get that bar up a little bit higher, amen? We may have to, and so also a high bar, one more last thing, one last thing, is a high bar presents more risk. And so this is, this is, this is something that I, in my heart I really feel. I believe that a lot of Christians, our bar is low because we want to let God off the hook. So, so if, you know, I gave the example of the low rock. If I say, God, I need you to help me get over this, and all I have to do is do this to get over it, that's a low bar. That's no, that's no stretch for God. In fact, I could do it on my own, amen? And I wonder how many of us are praying things that we could do on our own. And instead of asking God to come in and do for us what, what to take over what we can't do, amen? Some of us need God to step in and help us to get over what we would get stuck on. Some of us need God to help us to, to go over what we would stop and turn around and go back again. Amen. Some of us need God to help us to get over that which causes risk. To have a, an effective prayer life with a high bar is risky. Amen. Because you begin to ask God for some stuff that hadn't worked out so far. You begin to ask God for some stuff that nobody else has done. You begin to ask God for some stuff that somebody has given up on. You begin to ask God for some stuff that is hard stuff, amen? And I believe that it's the hard stuff that we trust God with that he says, I'm able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask, think, or imagine, amen? I love that he says above, hallelujah, all that you ask, think, or imagine, amen? And so you can think it, you can say it, you can imagine it, but God said, I can still do more than that, amen? You can think it, God says, I can do more than that. You can say it, he said, I can do more than that. You can hear it, he said, I can do more than that. He said, you can be in your sleep dreaming, and he said, I can do even more than that. God is not limited by us. 
Hallelujah. God has no limits. We serve a God that has no limits. Amen. He's an unlimited God. Amen. All power is his. He says all authority is mine. So even if he doesn't do it, he could tell something else not to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. I love that. God don't have to do it. He can just say, don't do that. And, and the enemy's going to have to stop in his tracks. Amen. So God don't have to beat the enemy up. He can just speak to the enemy. Uh, don't you do that. Leave him alone. I'm blessing them today. And the enemy, the, the scripture says, demons flee. Hallelujah. At the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we need to stretch our prayer life. Amen. We need to stretch. So I'm, I'm sorry. I need to get into some people's business real quick. So I said that uh, faith is the fruit. Uh, uh, prayer is the fruit of a faith life. Okay. So now testimony is the fruit of prayer life. Okay? So so you you pray prayers and at this church we 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 like to share testimonies and at this church if you pray uh, ask us to pray we're going to pray and then we we would love to hear your testimony so we can know what God has done. My wife started it so I'm going to just finish it. Um there's there's two families in this room that been praying that prayed to God for years for children that prayed to God for years for children. And for, situa for, for whatever reason, God never allowed it to be. Six children later, six children later, anybody? Six children later, God has moved, and these babies are here. Some of them are grown. Some of them are in college. Some of them about to have their birthday tomorrow, today, whatever. Excuse me, today. God is good. God answers prayer, amen? God moves in powerful ways, amen? So we have to understand that there is not only fruit of our faith, but there's fruit of our prayer life. And that fruit of our prayer life is testimony. And when we pray and give God testimony, then God even moves even more. And then somebody else's faith is strengthened. Scripture says in Acts 26, Acts 16, 25, that Paul and Silas were in prison. He says, but they prayed and they praised God. Hallelujah. And then the scripture goes on to say that right after that, that the, the, the foundation of the prison shook. All I know is that they prayed and praised. And then we find out there's a shaking going on. So let me say this. This is something important for somebody. You might have been praying and then some shaking may be going on and you think God has forgotten about you. What God might be doing is breaking some stuff. What God might be doing is shaking up some stuff. What God might be doing is making a way for you. What God might be doing is flinging open some doors that you weren't expecting. So we need to expect the shaking to make a difference in our lives. Amen. Don't give up and run when the shaking occurs, but stand firm and praise his name. Stand firm and look for the blessing. Look and see, okay, God, I'm blessing you. I know you can do it. I'm praising you, God. I know you can do it. Why don't you show me, God, your blessing? Don't give up when the shaking comes. Because, see, sometimes when the shaking comes, we run and hide. When the shaking comes, we say, no, no, no more. But it might be God's way of breaking, a, breaking a, a, a stronghold in somebody's life and opening a situation through prayer. God wants to make sure that we know he's good. And he says, he says that the suffering of the present time cannot even compare with the glory that shall be revealed, hallelujah, in the future. So, so it might look not look too good right now. It might look a little shaky right now. It might look a little scary right now. But how many of you know that if you pray, 
you're praying to the one that's in control. That if you pray, you're praying to the one that can make it happen. That if you pray, you're praying to the one that has already seen where you are. He's already seen what you need. And he set provision on the way. Amen. When you pray, you are connecting with the one who is able. Somebody ought to say he's able. He's able. Now, here's, here's, I know I'm getting a, a little, let me share this piece. I'm almost done. There's one more thing that the scripture teaches us. And I know this for a fact. That when you're going through your difficult days, when you're going through your hardest times, it's sometimes hard to pray. And I know that sounds like crazy. You mean what? But it's sometimes hard to pray. You, you know what you want, but you can't get the words out. Sometimes that weight on your life is just so heavy. And, you, and, the, and, the, and you know, whatever it is has got you down that you can't get the word out. But I thank be to God that the scripture says that through our, that, uh, let me read it to you. Let me read it to you. I want to, I want to. He says in Romans uh, in Romans 8 and 26, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So I just need you to understand that, that when you can't get the words out, it's okay. Jesus got you. When you can't get the words out and you can't flow eloquently, it's all right. The Holy Spirit's got you, amen. And the scripture says that he can interpret your moanings and your groanings. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Because see, we can get, you know, the, the old folks, they used to do some moaning and some groaning, amen. But how did we, and we wonder why they were so blessed. Because they sending up a signal to Jesus that they didn't even understand. But the scripture says that the, the spirit is interpreting that. And, and, and it's connecting us with the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is going to God on our behalf. And the Spirit is saying, I know what you need. I got you. I, God, this is what we need to send. I know what you need. I got you. Lord, this is what they need. I know what you need. God, this is what we need to do for them. And the Spirit is interpreting. And, and, and this is just like Jesus. If he would come down and die for us, the least he would do is pray for us. Amen. So don't, don't think that's strange. Don't think it's out of line that Jesus would do that for us. So he's praying to God on our behalf when we are so weak and so down that we can't get it out ourselves. I just thank God that he loves us that much. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that some, you know, just think about it. When you got a friend that just calls you out the blue and says, I've been thinking about you. You've been on my mind. I'm praying for you. Doesn't that feel good? What if Jesus called and said, Stephen, I got you. I've been thinking about you. You're on my mind. I'm going to God on your behalf. And I'm going to let him know what you need. Amen. So the scripture lets us know that God loves us that much and that he's able to do that. So look, here's, here's the whole deal. As people of God, we don't want to live beneath our privilege. As people who are connected to God, don't live beneath your privilege. But you're going to have to stretch. You're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to trust God at a place where you haven't trusted him before. And you're going to have to set a high prayer bar. You're going to have to set a high prayer bar. There's some things that you want in life. There's some things that we're called to in life. And the only way they're going to happen is if we stretch in our prayers to God. And the, There's some stuff that, that, that we need God to fix. And the only way we're going to get there is if we stretch in our prayer to God. We got to have a high prayer bar. You can't be the best you just doing the, what you know how to do. We can't be the best us. Just with our own knowledge, with our own smarts, with our own skills. The best we can do is 
that has everything at his disposal, who can do everything for us. My challenge to us this week, and I'm including myself, is let's pray to God. Let's trust God. Let's ask him to open doors for us. And let's go to a high prayer bar. Let's put the bar really high. If you want God to do some stuff that you've never seen, you're going to have to pray some stuff you've never prayed. Hallelujah. You're going to have to exhibit. You're going to have to.